Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. This is going to be an all Netflix show. Because... Which, I mean, considering that it is a streaming giant. And yeah. That's, that's not hyperbole. Like, it is the streaming giant. This is not sleeping. So, we are going to first start on something which you you will enjoy. You just haven't gotten to see it. Sure, right. Yeah. And it is... John Leguizamo. Jacob Jingleheimer <laughs> Schmidt. John Leguizamo's. Is that right? Leguizamo? That sounds right. Sure. Latin history for morons. And. I I know this is a weird, like, thing to draw, but considering I met Prince in the Batman soundtrack, like, I, I feel like it's it's a valid point. The way that I was introduced to, to John Leguizamo was the Super Ice Mario Age. Brothers movie. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ice I was Age. I think that came out in 93, I want to say like I was 13 day of like I was I was baptized in Super Mario Brothers like as a kid. And when I say as a kid, I mean to this day. Like I love everything to do with the Super Mario Brothers. Love the games, the cartoons, all of it. And I they, think he references it. They did a live action movie for those of you unaware in the it's like mid mid to early 90s um it is not fondly thought of <laughs> google what bob hoskins thinks of the movie it, also john leguizamo apparently in order to make it through the workday bob hoskins and john leguizamo drank a lot <laughs> in an interview like with bob hoskins said what's your least favorite project you ever did oh super mario brothers what are you most ashamed of super mario like bob hoskins hates that movie and john leguizamo is not far behind him like which like i said it's a strange way that because i i I see his body of work now but like that's that's how i met that character now many people who perhaps don't know other things about him is he's sid the sloth yeah, I mean he's he's done a, he's not just Luigi yes. in the Super Mario Brothers movie. He uh Which I've yet to see and now I he's just done, can't wait. Done several films like he's done Lots a lot of, of stand up. Yeah. yeah. John he's a very talented actor, but as a child, that's how I was kind of queen, I think my first introduction to them was the Flash Gordon soundtrack. Okay. Which again, like I know. It, maybe it's not their best work, but that's no. how that's how I got to know them. So I really enjoyed this. Technically, yes, this is an hour of stand-up. I'm really trying to figure out how I can show it to my kids because he gives you so much information, but there's some of it that's just so wildly inappropriate. Oh, yeah. That I I don't even see a way around it. He's done a multitude of stand-ups, and I can't think of any of them that I would call family-friendly. Yeah. So this is how he presents it and it's very very valid and i i guess we have to thank the internet for a lot of this when you're raised not having the internet just the encyclopedia britannica let's let's call it the 80s yeah you you don't think huh i wonder something else might have been happening while this was happening they taught me in school i wonder what that could have been or huh i wonder this it's just like okay i gotta learn it there's a test it's done let's move on but there's so much that we were not taught, and I am not saying he is the final source on this, but it would certainly start a conversation, and this is how he presents it. 
His son is in eighth grade. And his daughter, maybe he's like a year or two older, younger, whatever. He's married a, a lovely Jewish woman. He's, he's puts it all out there like that. So that's an that's an interesting dynamic right there because yeah. he's Latin. I mean, honest to goodness, if they made a sitcom I'd watch starring it. John Leguizamo that starred his actual family, oh yeah, I, I'd, I'd tune in. So the problem is his sweet, very lovely son is having a hard time with a bully, so... <laughs> he goes to put the smack down on the guy, uh, the guy's dad. And he sends his kids as, you know, if I was in his position as well, if I'm a celebrity in Manhattan, I'm going to probably send my kids to a private school because there's just junk you got to deal with that the normals I mean, don't have to deal honestly, with. Honestly, the there's junk you have to deal with in the public anyway, school without your parent being like super a celebrity. Famous. Yeah. yeah. So he says this is, you know, this is what he's dealing with. So for the whole year, his son was supposed to give a project, which he eventually did. And this is probably, I'm not going to think that this was made up. This was probably what inspired him. His son had to write something about a hero. That's all. And so he was listing all these heroes and and his father said, well, what about Latin heroes? Because you're part Latin. And he's like, "Uh, I don't have any. I I don't got any. And so... He started doing his own research. He said it became his research project. You know, forget about what his son has to do. He wants to know why these things aren't in books. It, so he tells the whole you, thing. You really did peg it, correct? Like, I, I already want to watch this thing. Like, yeah. Leguizamo, like, find his old stand-ups. Like, honestly, I don't think there's a bad one mm-hmm. amongst it. So he's telling stories... Uh, He's telling history. He's showing you the books that he read. And again, I think, I tend to think this probably actually happened to him. And then he adds in the jokes and stuff. But he's saying there's so much of the Latin culture that we just don't know because, you know, the Spaniards, the subjugation, the this and the that, and like a gajillion of them were killed. And so he said, you know, we had our, you know, Mayan, Aztec, all this stuff, and I'm not an expert on it, so I know I'm not mentioning near enough, but they had this tremendous body of work and art and culture that and was history destroyed. Yeah. So that's, yes, that is absolutely what happened. Yeah. It was destroyed. But hey, they got chicken pox. Like <laughs> in, in the same way that the Nazis were basically yes. just trying to eradicate. Jewish culture, like any of that, from the face of the earth, that's basically what happened mm-hmm. to a lot of like Caribbean Latin. types yeah. and all of this. And I, I don't mean to say Caribbean types in a disrespectful way, but you know, there's that that there's area that of whole, the globe. Yeah. And talking about, oh, I forgot which king of Spain or whatever. But again, what happened to. The people, so he starts and he explains, say, here, we had this many people here doing this, this, and this, and this. And he was talking about one people in particular about how they were just the most gentle people. So here, come on, learn our stuff, and you're all slaughtered. It, uh, so. Honestly, like, and and I haven't had a terribly difficult life because I am a white mm-hmm. landowning male. Mm-hmm. Um, to see what some of them have done with that privilege it's sickening. It kind of disgusts me. Like I, I don't want them to associate me with. They'll just be like, "Oh, so you're, you're a white landowning male." I'll just be like, "Well, but yeah, but I'm not, I'm not one of those." Like uh, they're like, "What do you mean one of those?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah. dear, I've what about?" I know, I know, I know. Sometimes, uh, 
It's hard. <laughs> you, just, I, you look at that and I'm like, would I have done that if I had been giving like I more privilege? Not. Like, ah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think back to a time when I would simply watch old, old B Westerns and go, huh, you know, Wild West, Indians, like, pow, pow, pow. You know, it's just, it was a movie. It was nothing to me. I've, I've wanted to punch people in the face or maybe get a good zinger like in on them if they made me mad, but I've never just been like, I want their family dead. I know. I want I want their entire race eradicated and I want it to start to like never, yeah. never has no. has my mind went there. Like I don't even know how you get there. I don't know. But the point is the the Mayans and Aztecs and all of the great art all made of gold was melted. Yeah. Now, of course, some of it is exists, but there was a whole lot of it. Like, it's just melted. Consider about that we probably have absolutely no right. record of, like, just just cities and bukus and. It would be like if we went, we, we're we're some superior alien race. It's like, oh, these are the crown jewels, and this is the hope diamond. Uh I need this for my uh, dilithium converter, and goodbye, and yeah. it's, just, it's just gone. And then a thousand years later, someone goes, oh, well, these people, we think they did something. Like the, the Grecian libraries. Yeah. That, like, the, uh, like, don't get me started on the, the burning of the library. Okay, like the, the Odyssey and the Iliad yeah. are part of apparently like a 13 or 14 volume series, like... Could you imagine what oh Harry Hamlin could have done oh, if it had survived? Oh, like it just... it it. I know. Okay. I, I'm just talking. To, I'm just saying. I want to hear the other parts of the Iliad and the Odyssey too. to say nothing of all that knowledge and like science and every and culture that we just we that has been lost to antiquity. So John Leguizamo's Latin history for morons, for some people, may be very eye opening. He does a beautiful job of making it entertaining. Keeping the story with his family and how the year progressed. He brings in dancing. He was doing so much stuff and slight costume changes. You know, he was saying like, you know, when so-and-so met Christopher Columbus, this is what they were wearing. So everything's off when he's in, you know, tidy whities He says, basically, Columbus is greeted with a bunch of people looking like this. Oh, hey, yep. here, have some food. Now we kill you all. So then he's he's got all, all a- these quick changes. And Leguizamo moves briskly yes there's not a lull or a downtime no like you're you're not gonna get bored and he's 50 ish ish that should yeah that should be about and it was like wow i am kind of i'm breathing heavy for him because there's a lot of movement going on like i guarantee you playing to a sold out crowd like oh yeah uh, that'll make you move yeah that's for sure so this was not only funny and this Really, it is kind of a dark humor because it already happened. There's, there's nothing we can do about it now. As an adult, like, I have found that, like, I go dark a lot. Yeah. I, maybe I don't do it publicly. Maybe yeah. I don't record it when I do it. But, like, in in those places and parts that, like, we don't talk about, like, I think adults go to dark places comedically. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe they don't share it with everybody, but I think it's why when you do hear one that is sharing it in a very public forum, it's all the more like delicious. Oh, you're yeah. just like, oh, he's saying it. Yeah. I, I really preach, am going to go brother. back and write down what the few books that he held up that he read that kind of got him on this journey. And so he has all of the Latin history. He has then the 
the story of his family and what his kid was going through. And uh, some of that is just dead on. He wraps it all up as he began with his son. And it's like, it was funny. It was it was thought provoking. It was entertaining, and, to a and it, edu- educational. it was educational. Yeah. And there was a there it was heartwarming. It was that was awesome, you know. So unfortunately, you can't show it to your kids because it's uh, not but, but you can enjoy it yourself, and you can pick up some of this stuff and say, "Hey, did you know this?" Because some of it I just didn't know. Um. Well, I mean, again, again, the the victors are the ones that write the history books. And, I mean, as you point out, like, name name me five Latin heroes. Yeah, I can't. And his kid couldn't either. Yeah. So, I mean, and for me, uh, ancestrally, a lot of me is is Irish. And so to put things in perspective for my children, when we see movies or, or just the, the world around us now, I, I will say the jobs that the, these migrants who are... The my, know, today's yes, recognized minorities. Reco- yes. I said, that's what the Irish, your ancestors were doing. And, the, the and they were so horribly mistreated. During, during the mid to early 1900s. Oh, man. Oh, like, I mean... Your inappropriate jokes, your like non piece, it, it's it was all Irish jokes. And I often feel when I bring that out, people are like, oh, nah, ha, ha. it's like, no, for real. You know, Irish have to enter around back. I, I am not in any way saying that we went through what African Americans have gone through, yet the Irish were at a time marginalized and a they, minority. They were viewed as and, lower class yes, citizens. And yeah. Not worth it. You know, the Catholics, we were called breeders. And it was just, you know, it. and right now it, it seems to be a lot of people from Central America. They are, are showing up more as this that, yeah. because they want a better life and they will come in and do the jobs that no one wants to do. The Irish had to go through that as well. So for me, I know a lot of that because it's my history. I, th- I think it's applicable. Yeah. And so... I'm also interested in his history, although to my knowledge, I have no Latin ancestry except, you know, way, 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 way. back to Pangea history. Yeah. But other than that, it was really fascinating, and I, I enjoyed it. So watch that. On a much lighter note, I have discovered a show, and I want to make sure I say the name right. It is called The Great British baking show okay now i don't know who these people are who are the the bakers you know you know how on that kind of show you've got the experts the one guy who is kind of the host and the narrator i recognized from the it crowd and he played the goth character whose name escapes me and so it's just funny for me to see oh it crowd guy and He's amiable, he's funny, he's 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 not Britain's Paul Rudd. He's um I'll get back to that. All right. Anyway, uh what they're doing is I don't know how these people qualified, I don't care, but they all have to make stuff and I was enthralled because they all had to make biscuits and about 10 minutes into it I'm thinking, "Oh, that's right. They're making cookies." Not. Not, not 
Not what I southern, thought. Southern yeah, biscuits, I thought they yeah. were talking biscuits. And I went, there's a biscuit for each county? He's like, what? There's a cookie. And then I was all would you, in. Would you like a biscuit? I'd like it if it's a cookie. <laughs> and, well, I like it if it's a biscuit, too. Yeah, I would like that, too. And it's entertaining because I think it's maybe maybe it's an hour or less than an hour. And it's not as drama-ridden as American shows of that ilk, dare you, I say? You almost like generate like some, yes. some conflict. There's none yeah. of that. It's, I don't know, maybe 20 people, and they're all from the British Isles, and they all have to make this stuff. And it's fun. And all of those people are getting along, and it's just, it's entertaining. And yeah, guy, if you're working outside in the summer, your chocolate is not going to set up. Your chocolate is just going to keep drip, drip, dripping, and yeah, that happens. I don't, I don't really know why I find it so entertaining, other than it's like, wow, my cookies will never look like that, nor shall my biscuits. But there's something uh, cozy about it without being dull. Now, granted, I like to cook, and I also like to it eat. Probably, it probably so, doesn't hurt your, your interest in it. I would so say. there's that. But I'm not writing anything down going, oh, i got to try this. Yeah, making me biscuits. Yeah. No, I'm not doing any of that. It's just, you know how, uh, what's his face with the the yelling and the, that guy, the British guy. Ramsey. Yeah. Um, there's not any of that going on. Which, I mean, works. it works for that show. Like, yeah. And I mean, it does. I think a lot of that, you know, is a persona he's created. Mm-hmm. And there's not the dun dun dun. It's just mildly entertaining, and what they churn out are works of art. And I appreciate that these, you know, regular people have taken the time to work on that hobby, and I think that's pretty cool. And so I just like it in and of itself. It doesn't cause me stress that someone's going to get yelled at or any of that. It's just like, oh. That's interesting. Gee, that looks horrible. I would never eat that. And that's really all it takes for me. It's one of those very, I don't have to participate too much to enjoy this. The Great British Baking Show. And it is current because they just put up season six. And is it is it great? I would say it uh, verges on the great. I would say it's the near great. I'd say it's it's harder to sell the adequate British yeah. Bake Off. I would say it's the, the pleasant British baking show. All right. Okay. It's pleasant. I'll grant that. So, and because it's baking, it's, uh, there's not a lot of, oh, what are we going to do with steak and stuff? It's all the goodies. It's all the goodies. The rising, the, the yes. yeasts and the, the flowers. And, and, the, the, and the sugars yeah. and this and that. And, wow, what they did to make 24 cookies look exactly alike, it's like, I'm not doing that. That seems like a really large commitment. Yes, it does. It, it, I guess if you're going to sell them, but I guess I'm not that committed to my artistry. No, I mean, it, you know, like if my sandwich doesn't look photogenic. I don't care. I don't care. I'm about to eat it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine with that. So I did enjoy it, and it was new to me, and that is, and you can watch it with whomever. And you don't have to stop in the middle and go, I wonder what will happen. It's like, oh, they're going to make something else. The end. So it's, it's relatively age-appropriate for whomever. Yes, yes. Okay. Now, the big question. Is this season five or six? I believe it is season six. Okay. If I'm remembering correctly. House of Cards, which was based on a British show called, wait for it, House, House of, of Cards, Cards, 
which, by the way, I did watch some of the British one. And the first few episodes of the British show were some of the same dialogue in the American version with the wildly talented Kevin Spacey, who apparently is a creep. (sighs) Yeah. I much prefer to read about people who do awful things who I have no knowledge of at all. And so I can go, oh, what a vile and disgusting person, and just, like, file that away. And just push it to the... But after years of enjoying his his work, it's like, oh, man! Like, it it really is, like, disappointing to see that kind of talent, I mean, essentially wasted. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think I'm overstating it. Like, Kevin Spacey is never going to work like he did again. Yeah, he won't. I mean, he was he was working at the the Vic, like he was he had done a, had several like Oscar nominated roles, like yeah. he had played uh, Lex Luthor in Brian Singer's Superman, like and, and Adam was and I are on the same page. With usual this. suspects, like we we can separate the art from the artist. I understand some people can't. I the horribleness that he did doesn't take away his performance in these other movies. It just kind of adds now for me a touch of, oh. It just, yeah. Well, okay, like, I think you and I have talked about it. The Cosby Show is yeah. still a good it is. show. The The actor that had the lead role in it is deplorable. Yes. And it, it colors, like, being able to enjoy that show a lot. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't take away from the fact that, like, it was it was a ratings powerhouse. Yeah. Like, and it was it's a it's a I mean it's a good show. Like, yeah. So enough said there. But what happened with House of Cards was they're rolling along, and I think I didn't finish the last season for whatever reason. For me, the first season of House of Cards was the most electric. I would I would actually grant I think the first and second. Yeah. Like by the, the time they got into the presidency it was like Well, was like, here here was my problem with after they got into the presidency. First two seasons like Frank Underwood, like everything he does comes off just 117%. Like that guy is surgical in his precision. And for those He's, who don't recall, the first scene in the first episode of House of Cards, he's killing a dog. Now, he's not just up, oh, there's a dog I'm going to kill. The dog had been initially hit by a car, but the point is he said, I did what had to be done because I don't want this animal to suffer. Granted, I don't want my animals to suffer either, but I don't think I could just choke them. Well, I I think they wanted to establish the type of individual Frank right. Underwood was. And obviously that has stayed with me. I didn't rewatch the series. That was like very powerful on setting up he's going to do anything he can to get what he wants. Really a brilliant because he show. Will, he will justify whatever yes. means it is for the ends. Because in his mind, he's going to do not just what's best for him and his. He's doing what's best for the country because he truly believes that but he does have to come out the winner he has to because he believes he deserves that yeah and that's wow he does not believe he is an evil person no and that's what makes it interesting and his i mean on when i I really want to say the the first show i remember popularizing the giving the villain like basically his time in the spotlight was sopranos like 
Tony Soprano was a deplorable individual. Just did thing after thing after thing that was it was terrible. He was an awful, terrible man that benefited from all of this pain and hurt mm-hmm. that he would inflict on other people. But the Sopranos was it was mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. Like these evil characters that like will just do whatever, and it's not even about their redemption. It's about how evil they are. Mm-hmm. Breaking Bad, same thing. Like you have Walter White's, like just constantly, like it's his just slipping deeper and deeper into this dark, dark chasm of yeah. And like again, it's not about his redemption. It's about like him going to a place he can't come back from. Because at the beginning in Breaking Bad, I was kind of like all on board. It's like, oh, he only has a few months to live. He needs to take care of his family. Well, he just, he, He's going to do what he can do to make would, sure they have money. He'd get to a line, and then he'd be like, well, I can take one more step. I can take one more step. Then eventually, he's 45 steps away from where he came, and like... I just couldn't. I, I, can't, I couldn't. I'm sure some people can and have. Anyway, so now, the point is... Kevin Spacey is no longer associated with the show, but the show was so huge and so well done. The the show essentially put Netflix on the map yeah. with its original programming. Like when it came out of the gate, like it was taking Emmy nominations. I want to say he won the Probably. Emmy for the, the the show itself. Like it has been a highly decorated show. I'm gonna go this far and say what House of Cards did for all the streaming services is similar to what The Matrix did for the DVD. Okay. I'll give you that. That's, it, it brought it into everyone's mind. It made it a thing. I think Netflix could have just kind of rolled along doing what it was doing without becoming what it has become. This show did that. Well, you want, out of the gate, like if you don't make... Hey, okay, um, Tom Cruise's The Mummy movie. That mm-hmm. was supposed to establish the dark universe for Universal. Um, huh? Oh, it, I still it, haven't seen it. I'm just saying, like, underperforms the box office, underperforms worldwide. Uh, Universal basically cancels all the... Like, it was supposed to be their Marvel universe. Oh. Like, that was yeah, the movie... I didn't pick up on that. That was the movie that was supposed to launch it. There was going to be a Bride of Frankenstein movie. Oh, no, Javier, I want to see that. Javier, Javier Bardem was going to be... Uh, Frankenstein, Russell Crowe was going to be the monster. No, um, he was going to be Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, Angelina, I jo- Angelina Jolie was going to be the bride of Frankenstein. I want to see that. I'm just saying, like, there they had a lot of movies that sound fast, but all of them. Hulk the only mad. one that is tentatively still possible is Bill Condon, who did uh, Chicago. Um, very, he's done a ton of stuff. Anyways, Bill Condon was going to direct Angelina Jolie in. Bride of Frankenstein. It's on hold right now. It I don't think it's been officially canceled, but more or less all the rest of them. When's the last movie she made? I honestly don't remember. I think she's been directing a lot. Oh, uh, okay. And she does have like a million kids like you. Two children. Much like you. Yeah, yeah. Except, you? except she has a vast fortune oh, with which that's to true. Yeah. I mean, Adam's up there with with the big names. Mia Farrow, I get Angelina I, yeah. Jolie. I get compared to Brad Pitt a lot. Adam Cravens, right there. So, I did. I I really need to have those other movies happen. Anyway, but anyway, I'm saying the if Netflix would have faltered with House of Cards out of the gate, 
that would have put a, a serious just hex on their plants. Like mm-hmm. you have the original Iron Man movie, which is Marvel's foray into filmmaking, Mar- mm-hmm. Marvel Studios. Iron Man is just gangbusters, just boom, $300 million in the U. Like it just hits. Take my money, take my money. Yeah. That's Iron Man. Like if the Incredible Hulk had have been the only movie out of the gate, we may not be looking at a $2 billion Infinity War. We would not have, because I need to mention it, Thor Ragnarok. True story. I'm just saying, like, you need that one out of the gate to catch. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, like, wh- why am I showing up for your your follow-up? Yeah, because it's boring. And so House of Cards did that. Just boom. So then, so this is your perspective. You got this huge thing, wildly talented Kevin Spacey, turns out to be a... Horrible person. And it's they it, don't want to stop it. Spacey is not a small part of that no. program either. He is the main character. So was dare I say the main dare character. Dare I say that Netflix itself was on a house of cards. Hmm. Well, they have established themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So the, but yeah, I'll, it'd make a great headline. Wouldn't it? If we, so, we ran a newspaper. <laughs> As it ended. Um, he was the president, uh, let me think, her, somebody's mother died. Hers? Her mother died? Like, I remember they were at a house, I don't know. And he was gonna set her up to be vice president, or did she become vice president? She became vice president. The last thing that you saw previous season, um, they had wanted to start impeachment hearings for Frank Underwood. I don't know why. Um, he was doing some stuff. But he did stuff the whole time. But like they had proof that he was doing stuff. Oh, okay. So, and she, but she's vice president. But she's vice president. Uh, More or less, like he resigns from it. Um, She is going to pardon him from Mm -hmm. from all of this. Okay. I mean, in addition to being the vice president, now president, that's also his wife. Mm -hmm. Um, So he is no longer the president at the end of. Like he still gets the title, yeah. Mr. President, but he is not the sitting president anymore. Okay, so that's His how wife, it ended. Claire is. Well, the thing is, like the last thing you see, because he was waiting for the call that he's been pardoned, and he's looking at the White House, and because he's in a hotel or something like that, and the last thing you see before it cuts to credits last season is Claire turns, looks at the, the camera, and much the way that he has talked to us the entire time, she looks and goes, "It's my turn." Yeah. So, yeah, you didn't know what that was leading to. Yeah. Well, now leading to. So they, I assume they start saying that he's died. Yes, but you don't. You don't know the circumstances. Yeah. Did she do it? Underwent like you. You don't know if she fondly remembers him. Like Mm -hmm. you don't know if Frank had started being difficult and. You you don't know. So is this like the next day? Is it six months into it? Where does it pick up? Um, it's several months after because they they're talking. Frank has has passed like at this point, and it's been enough of a time where people are. It's not a headline like they're not just like Madam President. We yeah. can, can we get a, a you know okay. a, a statement about the? It's not. It's she she has been the sitting president for it not a huge chunk of time, but mm-hmm. like to the point that they're not just bombarding her with questions about the recently passed president who she was also married to. Okay. And as I recall, he got to be president because he was the vice president of someone who also passed. So he was not he an elected president. He, he did not. He didn't pass. 
basically he got him to step down after he had. Okay, Frank I was Frank moved all kinds of like it was a big chess game. Like so, that's what made the the show so fascinating. Like he was initially like a a senator or something, mm-hmm. and not even like no, a powerful he was the senator. he was the speaker of the house. Something yeah, and like he just maneuvers. His way. Well, I don't think he's even Speaker of the House initially. Like, no, he whip. maneuvers. Whip. whip. He just keeps he's climbing. Something. He just keeps climbing and climbing until he gets. So now, Princess Buttercup is the president. Um, I, I feel like um, Robin Wright has probably earned the, the right to just be called Robin Wright. No longer Robin Wright Penn. But imagine if Princess Buttercup were the president. She would probably not be the kind of president that, that we need. Claire okay. Underwood no. seems to be. No. But still, just so you know, Princess Buttercup is president. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, oh she was also Jenna. Yeah, oh, yeah. Anyway, and she was, you know. Jenny Curran definitely didn't need to be president. And she was what's-her-face in uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, she was really awesome in that. Anyway, so what you've seen of it, because you haven't seen the whole season, right? No. like the- where? What are they, is she, is she being a female version of her husband now? Is she talking to the camera? Is she, she just is, as evil? She is talking to the camera. She is not, I, and maybe she's lying to us. Because she lets you know very early on, she goes, everything Frank ever told you. Was, was a lie. lie. <laughs> I just assumed it said that. Like, yeah, that is, that is, I mean, she just straight up when she's doing that. Okay. Like, I, I think the gist of this season is going to be like finding out the particulars about Frank's death. Mm. It, or, you know, or maybe he's not dead. So, like, I don't, well, he is. Anyway, so. Well, you won't see him, but I'm saying like maybe he's in, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Uh, like a non-extradition. Like, I, I don't know. So if you were writing this. How would you write it? Would you write it that she killed him? Would you write it, you know, maybe he just had a heart attack? Or how would you write it? Well, if you were wanting her to be female Frank, I, I think we had several seasons of Frank, like into to great effect. I think you're going to get too much comparison if you were just trying to redo that. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't go in another direction with it, you're just almost ensuring that you're going to get negative because again like house of cards was not an unsuccessful show mm-hmm. kevin spacey is not an untalented actor um however talented robin wright is i don't think she necessarily has the gravitas that he did mm-hmm. i'm saying like there is a definitive vacuum in the show not having kevin spacey there because i mean he he was in every other scene right. if not every scene and he was so compelling to watch. Yeah. Even when he was doing these terrible things on screen. Yes. On screen is what I'm talking about. On screen. And, but, but off. But still. So, how many episodes have you watched? Just the first one? I'm just, I'm just okay. the one in. There's an assassination attempt on her because, like, the, apparently some, like, yokels are sad. They're, they're not happy that there, there's a woman president. Mm-hmm. Woman, yeah, whatever. Woman don't need to be president. So, I, I, I ain't taking no, no lip from no woman. Being uh, familiar with the whole shebang, do you do you still want to watch it? I know when I first yes. started watching it, it's like I got to see it. I, I, what horrible thing is he doing next? So, do you still have that feeling? Well, I I want to know what. Like, I I need some closure on Frank. Yeah. I, I I think correctly. They're they're pulling the taffy on that one. Like 
they didn't just let you know out of the gate first scene what happened to Frank. Like you don't, we don't know. We don't know if Claire did it. We don't know if somebody else did it. I don't know if he got sick. And there is also some individuals that seriously want to take her life. I, so, I, mean, I would like to think someone else did it just because of all the horrible things he did. But on the flip side of it, like seeing that Claire can kind of portray this much less sinister individual than her husband and be doing it so well that we believed she was not mm-hmm. this sinister. Like that would be a nice close to it. Like hmm. showing that possibly his wife at the, when she was pulling the strings and we believed she was the better of the two. Right. Showing that she was the mastermind like the entire time. She hmm. was manipulating Frank to do all these things. Wow. That she, I'm saying like. You could go either way. That's, it, it, you, you, if I was writing it, that's, that's where I would like to see it go. Like, because it's all about, the, those first several seasons were all about Frank pulling strings and making people come to those conclusions themselves. How fascinating would it be if the person that we thought was pulling the strings the entire time was just another marionette that was being manipulated mm-hmm. by his wife? Mm, interesting. Well, uh, I do plan to watch it. I have a lot of things I need to watch. And I, I don't think it's the, I want to say most of the other seasons have been like 10 or 11. I want to say this one's shorter. Okay. I mean, like eight. Something like, maybe? yeah, something like Okay. That. All right. So, uh, three binge-worthy shows, but I think the, actually the most binge-worthy one is going to be House of Cards. And I... I, I again, I understand if you're so appalled at Spacey as a person, you can't. If you can separate the two of those, because again, as an individual, Spacey has definitely put himself in, um, just mired himself in in something he will he will never come out of. The first several seasons of House of Cards are exceptional. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're it's just it's good television yeah it is like it's good emmy like very just it's captivating but i think it's also harder because he is a deplorable person in that show it may be even more difficult to watch it when you realize that like maybe he wasn't playing well i think actually it might be easier because you hate frank underwood you really do like he doesn't he at no point do you are you ever just like he's coming around yeah. frank's coming around you just you just hate him And so, you know, you could express your feelings about Kevin Spacey internally by just saying, I hate, I hate him and him. I hate him. I I liked calling it the evil West Wing. Like, if you've ever, West Wing, another show that out of the gate, like, just took the Emmys by storm. Starred Martin Sheen as the president. Aaron Sorkin wrote uh, the show. um, Just uh, the first three, four seasons are electric it it is one of my favorite shows like top five favorite shows that show is all about accomplishing good and believing in the best in people and making your government work for you like it is about the fact that there are people out there that are exceptional house of cards (laughs) is the opposite like if you watch the west wing and you're like right 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 Uh, you know philanthropy is good and all but like i need some seedy underbelly like (laughs) give me give me some wretched hive and villainy you got that and they're like house of cards is what you desire yes when underwood followed that girl to the metro station yep and pushes her in front of a train in the blind spot i was like oh my god like 
the all of the deplorable things you had seen him do the previous season. It was like you thought you understood this guy. Oh no, no, no. And then you get to this and you're like, I how did I underestimate you? I thought you were like scum sucking like pond like gunk. Like, but I was wrong. You're worse. I don't even know what's below yeah, you. I don't know. And every it, season he just digs deeper and deeper. So I am intrigued to to see how this next season goes and I have not read reviews yet of it. So I I had my own thing going on. Sure. Yeah. But I just I just don't Life know what the reviews sometimes. are. Yeah. But I am very intrigued to see it and if she holds up as that character Robin Wright is a very talented Yeah, she is. Yeah. So I would like it to keep going just because having a woman in that role is different. It's very different. Yeah. And again, as a landowning white male, we see a lot of those. We don't see a lot of female presidents or ever. And yeah. sure, she's white, but still, she's a Baby female steps. president. Baby steps. Okay, so it's it's something that's different. Now, I'm not going to show it to my kids and say, you could grow up to be that. But still, you know what I'm saying. So uh, it always was a good show, and at least for the crew's sake anyway, I hope it gets to continue because, I know. think they've said this is it. Oh, okay. This was the last. Okay. I, I think they wanted to wrap it up. For the people that had followed the show for the past... I want to say I want to say it started in 2012. Okay. Um, I think they wanted to give some closure. Yeah, and like the the crew, it, the crew didn't do anything. I know. Like the, the you know the producer, like this isn't his fault. Like the yep. actors, it's not their fault. I think they wanted to make sure they got they got to wrap it all up for the people that had followed it, and they wanted to make sure that they understood just because something else somebody else does something awful doesn't mean you need to be punished for it. And somewhere, on on in some country. Somebody is saying, I'm going to book a reality show. I'm going to bring in Roman Polanski to direct. I'm going to bring in Spacey and Cosby. Roseanne's going to visit a little just to piss people she's the, off. She's the next door neighbor. Yeah, she's the next door neighbor because she didn't do any of that stuff. But she's just a little, you know. But she lived in the neighborhood. Yeah, she was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, uh, list. She's the Gladys Kravitz of that. <laughs> list Abner, everyone. Abner. List them all. It's like, and then... Want to vote each other off and, man, and do would, stuff? Man, that would be a big brother like to watch. Wouldn't right that? There. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, or I mean, if you're not, if you want to get it, get get another season of The Apprentice. Get Trump to come back and host it. Like that's or that's a show right there. Or all of those who will end up in prison. Put them all in the same one with one or two colorful non-entertainment people. I'll just watch that live stream. Like, I, I think the purge happens is what. Oh, okay. that's what happens then. All right. Anyway, so we do love to be entertained. That is your binge or cringe. Thank you for staying with us. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.